1: All right, well, today we're gonna interview, shortly, and just get a snapshot of her life, Pamela. Please welcome her. Thank you. All right, good. Are you ready, Pamela? Hello. That's good, that's good. Okay, great. Uh, Well, what I wanna do is just, go. Uh, kind of um, uh, just have you share with us how you came to faith. Everyone has a story. Typically, typically we we come to faith through a crisis, typically. Um, And so, yeah, why don't you share with us, how did you come to the end of your kind of like life and realize, "Ah, I need Jesus?
2: Well, um, early on, my mom was divorced when I was probably f- around five, and uh, so I didn't really have any contact with him until I was 17, other than some cards and whatnot. And uh, so anyway, he came back into uh, my life, and I had a meeting with him after all those years.
1: And when, I was, and were you, like, um, I mean, really eager for that and excited about that, as far as that potential, that gosh I get to see dad again. Yeah really
2: excited like it was just a big deal and we met at the Village Inn and uh, uh, it was very exciting and I remember um, looking at him and thinking wow that's where I got my eyes and I was so excited and it was just it was really a great time and I was looking forward to what the future had in store because he was going to be he was in the service so he was being stationed back in Colorado And uh, so I went home and I was all excited and I was crying from happiness and sitting on my bed and my mom came into my room and she um, stood there in the doorway and she said, what would you do if I told you that wasn't your dad? And um, exactly, it was like, like, what What are you, what do you mean? And, you know, so it was, it was a moment, it was devastating. Yeah,
1: she was serious. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? What do you? And, uh, so what was kind of going on at at that moment? Were you just like, I mean, (laughs) were some of the feelings or,
2: um, yeah, they're coming back up. They haven't been up in a while. (laughs) So this is interesting. Yeah. Now I've got, I've got one tucked away. (laughs) Um, yeah, don't, but don't feel sorry for me. It's all good. It's great. It's, uh, but yeah, just more of like a shock, and what do you mean, and uh, well, what would you do if I told you that wasn't your dad, and it's like, what, and so, and then she told me the truth, and um, I, was, I was a cheerleader at the time, and we were on our way to go cheer at a game, and some people were coming by to pick me up, and I was just like, oh my gosh, and so she gave me a Valium, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so sent me on my way that night, and um So anyway, needless to say, that was, um, you know, my identity was shaken and I kind of looked to um, fill that with um, alcohol and drugs and smoking and, you know, went into um, a life after that of working in a bar and all of that, that entails and, you know, that became my life. I was just looking for love in all the wrong places and... Um, it didn't
1: work. <laughs> and, uh... so, so, you know, and, and typically that's the way we self-medicate. You know, if it's too much trauma, we tend to drown it mm-hmm. uh, with, with anything that kind of like just clouds all that and, and, and removes it. So, uh, so at what point did you realize, man, I'm like just trashed. I'm addicted. My, you know, I'm just like this thing has ripped me.
2: Uh, probably around the age of 21 and for my 21st birthday I didn't tell you this little story but I found myself walking home from someone's home I had no idea where I was after I'd been out you know that night and woke up in a strange place in the morning and uh, then trying to find my way back home and that was that was kind of a moment too it's like oh this is, I don't even remember last night. And uh, so that was kind of my drinking pattern, too. I was, I drank enough that I became a blackout drinker almost every night. I was like, I drink. I could drink. <laughs>
0: like, yeah.
2: So, uh, yeah, so I kind of knew then. And um, so I met Bill. Well, oh. before we go
1: there, let, oh. let's, let's just, yeah. So let's just, um, so... So at a given point, of course, you realized, I need help. And, and at a given point, you got sober. You know, how, how far along, how old were you, were you when you kind of like got to the place where you like, I'm done and sobered up?
2: Um, well, that was so, at 27 is when I did
1: sober up. Okay. And so prior to that is when you met your husband.
2: Right. Okay. And he lived with an alcoholic and uh, bless him. Everything that he put up with.
1: So so you married when you were how old? uh, 22. Okay, so you were you were really at the height of your just drinking.
2: Yeah, I don't. And thankfully, the Lord put a veil over his eyes. I don't know why he didn't just hightail it out of there and (laughs) look for something else. Okay. But uh, God is in control, and He is. Man, He had a plan for us. And
1: And so uh, you guys were married. You have a baby, and um, so you probably said, that's enough, I'm quitting drinking, I I have a child.
2: Yeah, I wanted to, and I mean, anyone that's ever had a problem with alcohol or um, drugs understands that thinking of, I mean, that's the only thing I wanted to do was to quit, and I swore off every morning I woke up, and by the time I went to bed that night, I was, you know, blackout drunk, and... I would have given anything and the the lie that the enemy put into my head during this time was um, that we're kind of all actors in a play and that my designated role was to be the alcoholic that was the role i would carry out for my whole life and there was nothing i could do about it wow and so and i believed that and and i even i knew that Things were kind of coming to a head and that I was on the verge of losing my husband and my son and house and job and none of that mattered. I was like excited, like just leave me alone, let me sit on the curb and have my drink, just don't bother me. And that's like
1: for how much longer were you in that place after you had your your child? Was that like a couple months, a couple years? I was
2: probably in that...
1: State for a good three years. Good three years. Wow. I got sober. Wow. Yeah, living that lie. Can you imagine the lie of the enemy? Well, that's your role. You know, this, this is who you are, and it's fate, so just mm-hmm. accept it. And, and like most of us, we accept that. We think, well, this is, this is who I am. It's who I am. And it's such a lie of the enemy.
2: It is. And yeah. he tells us that we're, you know, we, that we're worthless and that, um, you know, we're we have no value.
1: Right. So in the maze of just being lost, that's the definition of being lost, right? Of just being lost and in that um, place of just hopelessness, what was that encounter with Jesus late one night that kind of began everything, you know, kind of turning a different direction?
2: So probably a year before I got sober, I uh, had gotten into bed one night, drunk, of course. And, uh, man, I heard this voice in my head, and it said, I can't see you in the shadows. It's like, wow, what is, what is that? And I knew it was the Lord, because I, I had previously been a believer, you know, in, in school. And so I knew that it was the Lord. And so, I mean, I still meditate on that to this day. I think that... Um,
1: so what, what, what do you think he meant? I can't see you in the shadows. What, what are the
2: shadows? I was running from him and hiding from him yeah. and, uh, and covering up in, in the alcohol and just, yeah, yeah. hiding. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah, you know, isn't that so true of all of us? You know, it's like our first parent, Adam, where are you? Hiding, why? The shame and guilt of sin, you know, just horrible. And we all have this story. It's just a different version for all of us, right. most of us, most that's of us. Right. And, and you don't have to have a bad story to have a good testimony. It's better to have, a, not our stories, most of us that come to, to faith late in life have these type of stories. But the two girls that went in and uh, gave their life to the Lord and were immersed today, wow, praise God, that's what we're really after, raising our children into the faith. You know, so they don't have to go what we went through to get saved. So, yeah. So, okay, great. So, I can't see you in the shadows. That is the mm-hmm. word of the Lord. Don't you just love yeah. that? I just, that's an amazing thing. Yes. So, what has Jesus said to you lately? What's the last thing he said to you? It's like you what to are we that. hiding from?
2: It doesn't have to be alcohol or drugs. Yeah. That we hide Anything. in other
1: ways from him. Right. From whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Okay. So, okay. So, you're sober. Um, you know, three, four, five years later, you're, you're finally sober. You went through a
2: 12-step program. Treatment center yep. for 30 days. Actually, it wasn't five years later. It was just one month after I came out of that treatment center.
1: Okay, so, when... so so you went to the treatment center. You got yep. sober, and yep. now you're feeling like, you know what? I think I got a handle on this. I think I'm free. Uh, I'm sober, rah, rah, rah. And so here you are driving down the road sober, yeah. and you're like, woo, and then what happens?
2: Yeah, so I left work that one day at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, that compulsion to drink came. And man, that is a powerful thing. And I was fighting all the way in my car, trying to remember everything I'd learned in that treatment center. You know, just everything. I was so scared. I was so desperate because I was driving to the liquor store. And I thought, this is it. If I go in that liquor store and I take one more drink, my life is over. And I knew that. And I couldn't stop it. I couldn't fight it. it and, was, yeah,
1: even knowing that, oh, yeah. you could not overcome it. it, it was, that was not enough to say, I'm going to resist this. You were yep. overpowered, overcome. Powered,
2: yeah, by yeah. that desire. And, uh, and the car made its way to the liquor store. And I pulled into, that, into the parking lot, and I'll tell you, I've never been more scared, more desperate. My, I mean, my life depended on it. Yeah. And, um, and I thought, this is it. It's over. And my hand, I went to open the car door, and as I did that, I just cried out from the depths of my soul, God, help me! And he did. The compulsion disappeared instantly, and it's never come back. It's like... He's so good. He's so faithful. And that song that, um, the first song that they were playing reminded me of this incident. And it says, who am I that you are mindful of me, that you hear me when I call? Is it true that you are thinking of me and how you love me? It's amazing. Amen. Amen. So amazing.
1: You know, um, we're no match for the enemy. You know, these songs about, you know, where you call the devil, you call the devil forward and you stomp on him and you teach all the kids how to stomp on the devil and you have this little tune that you do with that. And I'm thinking, we're not matched from the devil. We're not going to stomp on the devil. We're not going to overcome the devil. He's been around for eons and he knows human nature inside and out. We need a deliverer. Deliver Deliver us from evil. Lead us not into temptation. I tell God, God, you don't need to lead me in that one because I'm just going to tell you I'll fail fail anyway. I know what you know, so let's skip that one. You know, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And I really believe that when we're in those places of desperation and we're no match and we know that we're not going to make it, when we call out, just like what she read, when we call out on the name of the Lord, I mean from the depths of our hearts, God, will hear our prayer. He will come and He will deliver us. And maybe not immediately, but as we hold on to Him and cry out, He will do that over and over and over. What Pamela found is what all of us have found, or at least most of us. He's not just a Savior. He's a deliverer. He's a deliverer. And He's much greater in power than the enemy ever could be. It's in Him that we can overcome, not we ourselves. So, you know... Uh, Pamela, we're out of time, but that is a powerful um, testimony of what the Lord's been doing in your life, and uh, it's just been amazing. And He's been at work, like all of us, ongoing, and we hit our challenges and our bumps, and He's there over and over and over to deliver us, set us free, and get us back on the path. And we want to thank you so much for sharing what you've shared today, and uh, we just rejoice in it. You're a child of God. And you are growing as one of his children. And we are together going to rejoice in the grace that our Father has given to us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, That concludes our program for this week. And a special thanks to our great King, Yeshua the Messiah. And also a great thanks to our listeners and supporters for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. Thank you. Know that in your prayers and giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of Messiah in Israel, in the United States, and throughout the world. We are a highly rated and listened to Messianic podcast on iTunes under the category of Judaism. So subscribe now, pray with us, give financially, and share the vision and the power of this podcast with everyone you know. Baruch Hashem. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm your host, Amos Ben-Michael, and until our next show, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace in the name of the Prince of Peace, Yeshua, the Messiah. Shalom.
0: Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303 761 9948. Or visit our website at www.graftedin.com. God bless you and Shalom.